Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Welcome to Faux Mondays, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens, which of course will be back on Thursday with a full episode. But until then... Happy Full Monday, best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, I have been thinking a lot about today's topic for like last six months, and I'm very excited about it. I do want to tell you that on Thursday, we have coming up Dr. Jill Stoddard, who's talking about imposter syndrome which is something that I think most of us know very well. If you don't have imposter syndrome, show me how you do it. Uh, it's pretty incredible. A lot of times it's because you're a narcissistic sociopath. No, I'm just kidding. But there's some of that for some folks, but not, not you guys. But I think about these people, uh, you know, Elizabeth Holmes comes to mind a little bit. And I'm like, how did she have the confidence? Well, she is a deeply problematic human being. So we all have it. It's natural within us. And we're going to be talking about that with Dr. Stoddard, who's awesome. I loved the book. So you're going to get that on Thursday. But until then, maybe this is kind of related. It is kind of related. The idea of hanging back. Because I think when you have imposter syndrome, you overcome it. You overcompensate by doing too much. And what I have been thinking about is doing the opposite of that. And I'll tell you why. As a kid, I was hardcore. You guys know this. You've heard me talk about it. I wore a blazer to my public high school in Maine. You can see it in the yearbook photos. And why did I do that? Because I wanted to win. I wanted to succeed. And I had found over time this pattern whereby the harder I worked, the more I did, the more maximalist I was, I think, in my approach, the more success I had. So I'll give you an example when I was in fifth grade, I began playing the trombone. And, you know, I was good at it. Good trombone player over here. You know, one of the best in the fifth grade in the state of Maine. And my uh, my impulse was just to play really loudly. And it was rewarded. My teacher had me stand up. I was so loud. But she would have, she had me stand up and do a, like a, like do the whole piece. Because I guess I was probably the only one who could play anything. And so she wanted to feature that. And I remember thinking like, this is great. You know, if I play really loudly, I get featured. What a win. And then uh, a couple years later, I was in seventh grade and I got cast. The high school in our town was doing this play called Mame. And I was cast as young Patrick. I had my own solo song. And uh, my, my approach to my performance was to just sing as loudly as I could. 
Very loud. I mean, you could hear me a mile away. And people loved it, you know? The energy, right? I was throwing out the vibes. Then in high school, I made a bunch of speeches. I did speech competition. Guess what? I was maximalist and all that stuff. Super dramatic, loud, a lot of intensity. And I won. I won all the competitions, right? So that was my my feedback loop was just like, be really intense and you will succeed. Well, you know, that was an approach. But I have learned over time, of course, that is not the only way to go. That is not the only way to go. And that hanging back is a great alternative because at some point, you know, you're, you're like, you're everywhere you go, you have to meet everybody. You have to do everything. I mean, that's the root of FOMO, obviously. Now you guys get where it comes from. Now I had this realization that the opposite is better, can be better if you do it strategically. So I want to tell you about the power of hanging back right after this break and how to do it and what it all means and what's the psychology, all of that stuff coming at you right after this break. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, we're coming back with the power of hanging back here. And I got to tell you, I think it was the the pandemic, just like the removal of all stimulus, just made me think like, hmm, do I really need to be so intense all the time? And I've been working on that, like many of us. But still, uh, I went to this conference, which I've talked about before, Brilliant Minds, about a year ago. And I try to meet everybody. It's a great room. And amazing people are there. And my response was to just try to meet everybody. And I found it stressful. And I also felt like I wasn't really succeeding. And so when I went back this year, I went with this big sort of idea, like a sort of a commitment to myself that I was going to do less. I was going to hang back. I was going to let things happen. I was going to be less effortful. And I had an awesome time. I had an awesome time. And it was better. Like things, I met people that I wouldn't have met otherwise in my sense, like sort of by doing less, more happened. And I, I remember when my validation on this happened, cause I, you know, I had thought about this and I was like, I was doing it, I was practicing it. And so I was like, uh, okay, I, I was on this boat ride. They put us on a boat and sailed us around Stockholm. It's a lot of water around Stockholm. So we're on this boat and I just kind of, I just went to one place and I stayed there, not moving. And you know what happened? I met so many people, they walked by me and they stopped and I was super relaxed. So people were like, I guess, drawn to the energy of that. I met, it was random. I met this one person, a really nice woman and we're chatting and we're talking and 
it just randomly turned out she had actually read the 10% entrepreneur. And I was sort of like, wow, the universe is validating my approach. You do less and you actually meet people that are highly relevant to you and a couple other things like that. So it was cool. And I remember there were a couple people there who, you know, I sort of knew and the old me would have gone and, you know, chatted them up and everything, but I just didn't. And you know what? They ended up coming over to say hi to me, which was really nice. And so it was sort of like, hey, you know, I'm not trying so hard and actually got the same outcome. And, you know, it's always good to feel like, okay, it's not just because I'm going over and, you know, chatting them up that we have the combo, but that they're interested in talking to me too. Some, you know, these are like some of these people, you're like, well, they're pretty high profile. So it was just interesting. I was like, it was a social experiment I ran on myself. And I have gone on to do more and more and more of that. I was at a birthday party the other night and there were some people there and I just kind of stuck in one place. And you know what? I talked to some people. I missed others, but the ones who didn't come over, like, you know, it's okay. Right. And I think that was my big takeaway by staying in one place. I had richer conversations. I didn't have the stress of running around trying to meet everybody. And it just felt a lot better to me, less overwhelming. Now, what does this all mean? Well, I did some research because I was like thinking, hmm, what is the psychology of all this? And what are the rules of the universe that tell us that this is a good idea? So first one, as I thought about it, you know, you get into sort of like economics and math, the law of diminishing returns. And that's the idea that after a certain point, more effort does not yield more results. And in fact, it can be negative. And so it's like you sort of have like a curve where you work hard and, and you you put in effort and you you do get more, right? But then it kind of flattens out and starts to decrease. And I think that's what I was hitting in my life. It's like at some point... Just being really intense and hardcore and running around and trying to do it all, I think you annoy people, frankly, including yourself. So trying to stop before we hit the the top of that curve and start going down, that's that's like the benefit of, of this approach. Number two, this is a very interesting concept. It's called hedonic adaptation. What does that mean? Well, there's this thing called the hedonic treadmill. And it's the tendency that you quickly return to a relatively stable level of what sort of major positive or negative things happen in your life, which is interesting. You sort of, it's like the concept, I've heard it before in another way. It's like reversion to me. You're just sort of in a spot and, you know, things come your way and you react, but then you sort of settle back, which I don't know if I, I mean, part of me says, wow, that's kind of great when it's the negatives. And on the positives, though, you're sort of like, well, shouldn't I be happier? But <laughs> what I think it has to do with this conversation is, you know, even if you do the thing that you thought you wanted to do and you went to the event, the conference, and you met everybody, you're not going to be any happier, right? You're still going to settle back. So you don't have to overdo, you know, you can just do a normal amount of things and you'll end up in the same place just as happy. It's kind of interesting. Interesting thoughts. Number three, this one I really like. This is my favorite one. Strategic patience. In outcomes where you don't know quite what is going to happen, you have some uncertainty, waiting around for more info actually could help you to make better decisions. Observe the scene before acting. I like that. It's very strategic, right? So instead of going to the conference and just flailing around trying to meet everybody and just being way intense, hang back, observe, and then be strategic in how you deploy your time and energy. And I think that's what I've been doing more of, right? And so 
I like that. I think it's much more sustainable, especially now, now that we're out of the pandemic and it just feels like there's so much happening, not being super intense, hanging back, watching, being strategic as you observe and not feeling like you have to do it all. It's a good thing. So that's what I'm doing right now. So if you see me out and about and I'm just stuck in one spot, it's not because I'm a jerk or I'm lazy. It's just because I'm trying something new, trying to find the balance. I may come back to a midpoint, but it's working. At least I'm learning something every time I engage. So it keeps me interested. Now, there are some downsides that I want to highlight here. I've been thinking about this too. It's like, okay, well, you know, when does this not feel good? And I think number one is you do miss out on some stuff. Like if you don't talk to the person across the room that you're kind of interested in talking to because you're doing my strategy, you're hanging back and then they leave, you do miss out. Now, part of that is information because if you know the person, by the way, and they don't come over, well, they didn't want to talk to you either or they're busy or they're doing the same thing. Okay, great. But if you do really want to talk to that person, go over and chat them up. It's okay. Number two, this is not an excuse to be avoidant, right? So one could say, oh, I'm hanging back just because you have anxiety. You want to sort of avoid things and you don't feel comfortable. That we don't want to do. This is about recognizing that there's a tendency to overdo and then sort of mitigating that through being sort of thoughtful about what you're doing. It's not about avoiding so that is, that is my big idea for the week. I, I've been, I'm going to tell you more about, I have this whole other thing that I'll share with you very shortly, but I need some, something to happen, uh, something I've been working on that's going to drop. And then I can tell you more about how this played out in, in that particular situation. I know I'm being so cagey right now. Not very nice, but it's coming. Don't worry. It's coming very soon. Now, if you have ideas, thoughts, questions, if you've been doing this, if you haven't and you want to, let me know what you think. You can find me on email at letsconnectatpatrickmcginnis.com, on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, and on Twitter, now known as X, which is not a great name, at pjmcginnis.com. All right, everybody. I will see you on Thursday with Dr. Jill Stoddard. And until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO Sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 